0: Oh man, good morning everybody, hope you got yourselves your big old cups of coffee, gonna have an interesting one for you today, get to talk about Quark, Cardano, Litecoin, VeChain, Tron, Bloomberg, China again, Ethereum and DeFi, stable coins, and of course, Swipe. So, as always, any articles discussed are down in the description if you want to learn more about what we were talking about. And, of course, thanks to all those who subscribed. Really do appreciate it. So, let's jump into things. First things up, we're going to talk about Quark Chain. Why not? Uh, So, it just launched staking 1.0, which is going to lead to extra income for miners and QKC holders on Quark Chain staking. So, yeah. I brought this one up because I read the article. I thought it was really interesting, and this is my channel, so I can do what I want. All right, so they announced the official launch of staking 1.0. Um, now, Quark Chain is really interesting, so I'm just going to kind of get into it right here. So, it utilizes heterogeneous sharding technology, so, Quark Chain proof of stake work. POSW. They incorporate staking and miners on the same blockchain. It's pretty interesting. Uh, they're currently using it to serve as the foundation for a revolutionary DeFi system. Uh, the POSW algorithm makes use of a division and cooperation mechanism. I prefer divide and conquer to division and cooperate, but eh, tomato, tomato. Uh, one that sees both miners and holders working together to facilitate efficient mining and thereafter share the proceeds. Pretty cool. So currently, the total amount of QKC mining for available for mining is four billion. They've got about 245 million already run through this year. So there we go. So the POSW algorithm uh, it drastically reduces the difficulty attributed to mining by staking QKC tokens. Following the mainnet launch of the mining function, miners and token holders have formed a partnership beneficial to the both of them. Uh, despite this, many token holders don't have enough. They fall short of meeting the minimum stake requirement. So Quark Chain Staking 1.0, it's a smart contract launch. It will let you know small and medium-sized token holders participate. Um, so it increases not only the rewards for them, but allows them to participate in the network, which then leads to more Quark Chain stuff being locked up so yeah the reward is based solely on the efficiency difference between cork chain mainnet staking mining and non-deposit mining miners provide mining equipment they deploy contracts and also establish the earning share ratio token holders on the other hand get to choose contracts they deem credible and then transfer QKC tokens into the contact, contract address uh, the return ratio is usually negotiated and agreed upon by both parties it's uh, quite simple pretty rewarding uh, token holders are only concerned with locating officially verified contracts and QKC tokens on QuarkChain and only the QKC mainnet token is required through the entire staking process. Uh, it's currently staking 1.0 is the first and only available version at this point, however plans are in place to ensure important improvements such as customization matching functions are included eventually. Uh, And they've got plans in motion to create DeFi in the near future with eco-partners from different industrial spheres. Jeez. So, I'd never heard of cork Chain before (laughs) this. I read this article and I was like, wow, that's pretty interesting. Uh, Proof-of-stake worked already is an interesting thing that kind of bridges the gap between a mining-only crypto and a staking-only crypto, which seems to be the binary option that a lot are choosing. I mean, there's masternodes in there and stuff like that, but the two big ones seem to be proof of stake and proof of work. So marrying them together, I think is actually pretty interesting. I'm gonna kind of keep an eye on Quark Chain. Um, obviously, this is not financial advice, but it might be something for you to look into as well. Uh, do your own research, look into everything. Oh, look, there's even a link right here we can click on to see what they're doing for the next generation of DeFi networks. So may check that out, might have some more stuff for you tomorrow, but I didn't want to talk about Quark Chain too much, because we got to talk about oh my god, Cardano, I cannot go a day without talking about Cardano or V Chain apparently right now I'm okay with it so, a little quick thing here, someone wrote up a nice little article, but Cardano and Litecoin we might be seeing beginnings of a partnership in the works which is going to be really, really interesting if it does, Uh, so Charles Hoskinson reached out to Litecoin co-founder Charlie Lee over on Twitter uh, and basically just invited him saying, hey, you know, I know we both got some good ideas. Um, There's not a lot of communication with us. And I think there'd be a cool thing to do to like do like cross chain testing and other stuff like that. Uh, Charlie Lee replied with a sure. And then he ended up giving Charles the Twitter name of the foundation projects director and said hey he's gonna be reaching out to talk to you I mean this on the surface doesn't seem newsworthy it's two random dudes in the cryptocurrency space just talking on Twitter these type of things break down all the time we don't know where it's gonna go from here but the community for both is pretty pumped at the idea of this Um, both the projects are pretty different in their end goals But they do have a lot of really interesting tech designs and applications. Obviously, Cardano, we've talked about a lot with smart contracts. Gogan coming later this year. Shelly and the mainnet staking coming in the next five to six weeks. Like They've got all that. The native Daedalus wallet. All that fun stuff. Um, Litecoin, on the other hand, has followed a different path. It's a Bitcoin spinoff. You know, people call it the digital silver to Bitcoin, which is digital gold. Um, it's similar to Bitcoin, but it, it is a little bit different. It was the first to adopt segregated witness technology, or Sedgwick, Um And it's among, it was among the top five cryptocurrencies in 2018. It's dropped off. I actually think Cardano has uh, jumped over top of it as of the most recent in price insanity that's going on. Uh, Litecoin has been working on MimbleWimble, uh, which is a private transaction add-on to Litecoin to kind of give it a give users a bit more privacy. So, could we be seeing MimbleWimble on Cardano? Could we be seeing Litecoin exploring proof of stake opportunities as a result of this? I don't know, and it might just be the two teams talk. They, they shoot the breeze, as it were, and while nothing formal is ever announced, just building those connections, building those friendships, and knowing, like, hey, I can reach out to that guy and ask him a question, is huge in ways that we, as a community, will never see. So I'm really happy for this. I'm excited to see where it goes. But I just want everyone to be aware, we might not see where it goes. We might not hear anything about this ever again the crypto space still may be better because of it. that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, But dear Lord, gotta keep talking about Cardano because it surged by 85% in the past 10 days. Whew, as time of this writing, it had passed Bitcoin SV to become the sixth biggest cryptocurrency by market cap. Dear Lord, it went from about seven and a half cents to about 13 and a half cents in the past 10 days it is insane according to this person it is currently sitting at 6 in market cap up 25 percent on the day it's since retracted a little bit I believe Bitcoin SV is back in the number six spot but Cardano has definitely set the stage for creeping into the top five by the time Shelley launches and obviously, that is a main reason for it. The Shelley upgrade components was deployed on the mainnet by the this by the end of this month. They're gonna be implementing the hard fork on the network for everything. You know, the Shelly upgrade is gonna enable staking, as we've talked about ad nauseum on this thing. Um, and at the end of the Shelley area, Cardano has high expectations. They're saying there's going to be around a thousand stake pools, which will make it 50 to 100 times more decentralized than other blockchain networks. Um, Which is pretty good. You know, they've designed it to reach equilibrium around a thousand, which I think is pretty good. Um, It finally broke out against a multi-year resistance level. 10.7 cents has just been like the 10K. What 10K is to Bitcoin. 10.7 cents is to Cardano. And it finally popped it off last time it got this close it was right before bitcoin dropped sub four thousand dollars and that's kind of when cardano went back down and actually at one point it was like two cents shout out to anyone who bought it at two cents or bought a lot of it at two cents you're probably doing pretty good right now but yeah and then of course the DeFi market is growing and charles hoskins says cardano should soon become a key player in that space they're saying smart contracts on Cardano by the end of the year. I, I feel like almost a broken record at this point. I'm super excited for Cardano. I'm super excited for uh, VeChain, which we're going to hop into right next. Both, percentage-wise, are doing insane right now. Chain is up like 30-some percent. Cardano was getting close to being up 30-some percent. It's retracted a little bit, which is fine. Like It's got to retract. It's got to consolidate before it can pump to that next level. But hey, uh, VChain developer has introduced new version of the SDK code, which can be used to integrate VeChain-based games into Windows. Uh, with the release of a further interface will be developed, which will contribute, obviously, to the adoption of VChain into the mainstream. VChain is up, it's past the two cent mark. It's in the top 20, I think it's currently 18th by market cap. It's definitely an up-and-coming project to launch so yeah developers can now use this toolkit that was dropped uh, to create VChain chain thor based applications that run on microsoft operating systems uh, windows obviously the worldwide market share is like three-fourths so this new interface really does help promote adoption no longer <laughs> everyone develops on linux well anyone on blockchain so Getting um, it to Windows can really, really help. So actually, at the end of last year, Microsoft, in cooperation with Edios and Fable Lands, launched a new blockchain card game based on a game book, Arena Death, from the 1980s. It used NFTs, which represented assets, on the game and are moved by the Chain Thor, blockchain. Um, basically, they're saying it's feeling like at the right time. We're going to relaunch the series into a computer game format, but this new technology, blockchain, just made more sense. Imagine playing Magic the Gathering, but it, knowing if you owned a card, it really does belong to you. Or if we say there are only 100 editions of an item or a skill, there really are, and it's verifiable on the blockchain. So for collectible card games like that, Chain or just any blockchain, is actually a natural component, and it's kind of weird how we're slowly discovering all these different things where it's like wow no blockchain makes that that good and now you can trade these digital cards if they enable trading with the knowledge secured the secure knowledge that if I'm paying or trading an insane amount of stuff for this one of 100 card it really does exist so it's pretty pretty cool uh again i'm starting to feel like a broken record they just keep unloading all these new and different things all these insanity that we're doing furthering adoption furthering the integration of blockchain into our daily lives this is what we've wanted for years and it's finally starting to pop off and that is why i think the season of the altcoin is upon us bitcoin and ethereum have been too quiet for too long And now the smaller cap mid size coins are starting to really show the flexibility they have as being the small guy, the underdog, and being able to punch up well above their weight classes. But all right, let's jump over Tron. (laughs) Oh, Tron. I enjoy talking about him. This This is just kind of funny. So... He, Justin Sun announced the change of the domain name to just t.network. Uh, he's declared that the bull is coming. Uh, and then Tron Z's chief, technolog- chief technical officer introduced the vir- first virtual machine for smart contracts that support privacy features. Woo! So yeah, they changed their domain name. Um, they were quoted as saying, one-letter prefixes are the most impressive domain names. Uh, okay. I mean, I'd rather have tron.org than tnot network. Like I'm typing the same amount of stuff out into my browser, whatever. So yeah. So in addition, the statement argues that the new domain name speaks to the rarity and the value of the platform. In that sense, they expect an increase in visits to the new domain and to the Tron platform. I disagree. Any change? Yeah now i'm sure a bunch of you guys listening will search t network just to see if it actually works um so the change is part of the upgrade to tron 4.0 that will mark the end of their odyssey area era and the beginning of the great journey era i feel like odyssey is just greek for great journey I mean, not literally but metaphorically whatever i'm i am i am digressing here uh, the upgrade will allow tron to become a blockchain technology focused project and a trend setter for the industry according to justin sun so yeah pretty interesting it's it's fun to see um that's that's a hype justin is a hype man he does it pretty well He's trying to trying to drum up everything for Tron 4.0 to see if you can't see the type of gains that like that Litecoin, that Cardano, and VeChain are experiencing right now. But beneath all the flash, there is a little bit of substance. So CTO Officer Matthew Toe made a publication announcing the enablement of two features to strengthen privacy at Tron. Uh, the announcement, of course, is part of Tron 4.0. So the project was developed for over a year by the Tron Z developer community and according to the release all contracts and transactions can be shielded in the Tron ecosystem um, which is pretty cool we can go to create our shielded trc20 contract we've implemented this shielded trc20 contract related core functions in tip-135 which can hide the source address destination address and token amount for the transaction provide users better privacy the shielded trc20 contract has three core functions mint transfer and burn so there we go oh tron they're doing some substance but Justin son's there with the Flash. He's a very polarizing figure. You either love him or you hate him. I personally... I used to hate him. At first I loved him, then I hated him. And now I just think he's a troll. But I'm interested to see what this troll can put together. And just like that, we are halfway there. Oh, man. Take a nice little stretch, and then let's dig into the next thing. All righty, so... Bloomberg published an article with which we will summarize that they're saying the Bitcoin price is going to be surging due to three main factors. So this came out in the July edition of the Bloomberg Crypto Outlet Report, which is published by the Bloomberg Galaxy Crypto Index. Big businesses and their names for everything. So first up, Bloomberg states, Bitcoin is becoming more like gold in an increasingly favorable macroeconomic environment. We believe it will continue to outperform most peers, similar to the yellow metal. Our indicators remain price positive for the benchmark crypto to continue outshining the broader market. Uh, they're backing this up with, you know, Bitcoin is showing a 12% drop in the last year. Although in recent months, Bitcoin has been overtaken in terms of performance by Ethereum, the second largest crypto. Uh Market capitalization presents a 21% loss in the same period, while well, XRP is fallen by 56 and Litecoin by 65.2. So, there's an overall are a little down, but hey, it's still outperforming in that sense. It's doing better than its competitors long term. Uh, and then we got to talk about the demand factors, the demand factors. Uh, most gauges point to Bitcoin adoption increasing, which due to diminishing supply would need to reverse for the price to decline. The underperformance of the broader market is a trend we expect to endure, particularly in an environment favoring a digital version of gold. I mean, these are uncertain times. So, yeah, the adoption of Bitcoin is most clearly shown by examining the grayscale Bitcoin trust. I don't. We've talked about it on here before, in case you don't know. Uh, the institution over the past like two or three months has bought up three times the amount of Bitcoin that has been created buying up a lot of Bitcoin um, according to data that's like the past two or three months uh, Bloomberg confirms that if the grayscale Bitcoin trust is consolidating around its 52 week and therefore expects the asset to reach all time new highs Uh, And then the report concludes that central bank inflationary policy will be another important factor in this. Uh, The appreciation of Bitcoin as it continues to consolidate as digital gold. Uh, Therefore, Bloomberg concludes the crypto market will only rally if Bitcoin does. Uh, They expect adoption to drive Bitcoin to levels similar to 2019. Based on historical patterns, Bitcoin could be close to $12,000 in the short to medium term. This will only reverse if the number of active addresses using Bitcoin drops, according to Bloomberg. They're doing their research. They're looking at things. Um, I do agree with them on most of these factors. You know, we're seeing similar things across the cryptocurrency space, and Bitcoin volatility has been so low, just so, so low. And in the past, that's been a precursor to either a large move up or a large move down. Just based on the overall sentiment in the market, I'm more inclined to think of a large move up. Just because we're in a better place market-wise. Great news coming out of, like I said, some of the small to mid-sized market cap coins. A lot of development going on. There's just a general good feeling. bitcoin is here to stay it's going to be around for a long long time but uh, we're going to see some interesting things going on in the top 20 30 40 coins and i think those will help bitcoin and bitcoin will help them all reach new heights so speaking of projects that may contribute to um bitcoin reaching new heights we got to talk about ethereum over $10 billion in value flowed through the Ethereum network just in quarter two and of course we're talking about them dApps decentralized apps dear lord those alone led the way so an Ethereum led the way in terms of dApp volume so the transva- transaction volume of the ETH dApp is far far ahead $10 billion scale. Um, so if you take into account EOS, Tron, Steam, Hive, Chills, Terra, Icon, Catlin, Neo, TamaChain, IOC, Vexum, they all together generated a total of $2.26 billion in transaction volume. Ethereum did over 10. Ethereum did roughly 4.5 to 5 times more than the other major smart contract blockchains Combined. Uh, Ethereum doubled; it increased its DAP output and active users by 97% in Q2. Um, at the same time, the number of DAP users on EOS and Tron grew by 30 and 50%, respectively. Uh, despite the increase in transaction volumes and users, there were only 99 new DAPs this quarter across all 12 blockchains, representing the lowest number of new DAPs launched in three years. Uh, you can take that as you will. Volume growing might just mean that some of these other dApps are maturing. Um, DeFi is probably a huge, huge factor in this. But this type of excitement and growing, you know, if this 10%, if they continue doubling for a couple quarters and then level off to 50 growth, 40% growth, 30% growth, 10% growth, we're going to be looking at a really, really big number in a couple years um we just gotta wait and see how it goes i'm pretty pretty interested in this i love ethereum i do hold a decent chunk most of my portfolio is in Ethereum. Well, let's say the majority of my portfolio is in ethereum i really love it i think it needs to get its act together and get some staking and sharding going so that way i can start earning some ethereum that's just me so uh yeah real interesting something to keep an eye on and obviously something we're going to jump back to uh but china oh man we got to talk about their digital currency again because they're unveiling a test on Didi or Didi. i don't know it's their version of uber that's the easiest way to put it it's sometime called the uber of china so they're going to be doing a test pilot on it uh they're laying the groundwork of course for a broader rollout of the digital wan project and it's the latest in a long line of bitcoin developments in china we talked about just yesterday the blockchain service network came online over the weekend 135 nodes pretty crazy uh so yeah they're testing the digital yen as a one is yen yuan? Uh, i'm probably butchering it and i'm sorry for those of you it's making upset uh currently the softbank backed startup Features local players WeChat Pay and Alipay for payments, along with global credit cards like Visa and Mastercard. Uh, DD officials say they're working with the People's Bank of China on the project. One item on the research agenda is to test is to test the digital yeah, one as a use as a token payment for rides. Uh, if the test results are positive, it's going to lay the groundwork for a broader rollout. I mean. Chinese officials have stated before they want to launch it officially before the Winter Olympics in 2022. So that way, when everyone comes into the country, assuming coronavirus um, or the next global pandemic, if that one has subsided, doesn't cancel things, who knows? But the ride-sharing app, apparently it has about 30 million daily commuters and is said to have over half- a billion registered users nearly 40% of China's 1.4 billion population that's pretty good uh, token usage will not be limited to taxi riders uh, they start DD has their own like uber eats type thing going on um, that'll be included in the trial and so obviously China is really pushing the blockchain they're well pushing their centralized currency the idea for it is based off of blockchain technology but Their digital one is not blockchain in any way shape or form Uh, it's still in development they may have you know blockchain like features but they want to have that centralized control because then they can freeze payments they can do this they can do that they can watch what their citizens are doing governments love control china loves control that's all the more i'm going to say about that but hey, let's jump over here and talk about the rising stablecoin supply and what that means for us in the cryptocurrency space. Um, and the news is good. Yeah, I I really like stablecoins. Um I have some myself. Um I think they're a good hedge against things and they can be used in a multiple different uh aspects, which we'll get into right now. So, throughout the crypto market's consolidation phase, total supply of circulating stablecoins has been on the rise. Uh, this has been independent of any type of notable sell off in the market. So it just kind of looks like investors are just pouring fresh capital into these. Um, there's probably two things involved in this um, global investors looking to add US dollar exposure to their portfolios, and so called yield farmers who are purchasing the stable coins to tap into the lucrative DeFi incentives. Um, so, yeah, stable coins play an important role within our ecosystem. Uh, though they started off as kind of just being used as a trading instrument to store capital capital at first like in 2017- 2018 for the past year investors in countries with unstable fiat currencies have been using them to gain USD exposure. We've talked in previous episodes about Argentina, Venezuela, Lebanon buying up Bitcoin. stable coins also provide another outlet for them to get out of their very unstable and high inflation. Um, currencies so this trend has been picking up steam throughout the year uh, with economic turbulence seen as a result of the ongoing pandemic causing tether the largest t- stablecoin by market capitalization i don't know why to see massive inflows uh, since the start of the year usdt's market cap has more than doubled it's getting close to about 10 billion uh, it was starting out close to five here in january uh, and then there's also, you know, the growing trend of DeFi and what's called yield farming, which in some cases requires USDT. Uh, I know compound, I believe it's DAI, but I digress from there. So the data kind of supports this guy's argument. According to him, I see a lovely little graph and I'm blah, blah, blah. It talks about the stablecoin supply ratio a low or ssr a low ssr indicates increased buying power for bitcoin a higher capacity of stable coins to purchase bitcoin thereby drives up the price eh, interesting idea so bitcoin volatility dives to levels not seen of in over a year uh, bouts of volatility this low are like short lived and suggest major change i really do hope so um pretty interesting little article about you know stable coins and the evolving role they play in our system i know you can lend out the stable coins on on a DeFi network and then borrow the stable coins and lend those borrowed stable coins back out and, and kind of go back and forth and reap the rewards in terms of compound or whatever the native token on that DeFi platform is earned um, i've also seen the arise in things like nexo and crypto.com where you can actually put stable coins on them and earn returns that are way better than any bank let me tell you what um, and so we are probably starting to see something in like that because there's the added effect that well it's a stable coin so I know it's pegged to the dollar so yeah I'm only get 8% returns on it but I know I'm getting a guaranteed 8% versus in investing more money in a crypto that might go up might go down and I could lose money on the investment while it's locked up in any earning period so I can see why stable coins definitely have a leg up on certain crypto projects in that sense i'm really interested to see um, like i said they've got an important role to play and they're basically pilot programs for any type of central bank digital currency that may come down the line that definitely need to be looked at for people thinking about that sort of thing but hey all right finishing things off Binance completes their swipe acquisition and they've listed swipes token as you guys may or may not know The rumors were spread around the end of June. Uh, Both Minance and Swipe listed the tokens of the other party. Accordingly, Bitcoin announced the start of trading for SXP Bitcoin, SXP BNB, SXP BUSD uh, from July 7th at 14 UTC. Uh, The trading platform will allow users to deposit funds in SXP from that date and in preparation. Uh, bitcoin has been kind of trying to develop their own like debit card thing so they just bought swipe because swipe does that Um, they're using that to accelerate the development of this program Um, swipe you know they have the visa debit card that supports bitcoin and other cryptos using this card you can convert it to instant cash Um, it's accepted at 50 million merchants globally and even allows for atm withdrawals which is nice Um, But I believe it's just a debit card, so Bitcoin getting into the game, trying to make it a debit credit card. I would love a credit card. Give me a credit card that gives me 1% to 4% return on purchases with Bitcoin. Um, Yeah, I would love it. So, interesting little bit of news, just to round things off. Don't really have much to say about it. We knew it was coming. It's great that it's finalized. It's great that everything is listed, and it just shows... Binance is trying to creep its way. Um, They're going to become the Amazon of the crypto space. That is my personal belief. Um, I don't own any BNB, which is Binance's native token. I probably should, given how strongly I feel about it. But money is limited. I got a kid on the way. You know, diapers are expensive. So uh, that wraps things up for today. It is a very green day. tethers down by seven hundredths of a percent whatever bitcoin's barely up ethereum's a little bit up xrp is up seven percent which is notable cardano kicking in at 12 cents, up 15 percent on the day i can see a noticeable drop i think it was at like 13 and a half cents um before i went to bed last night so a little bit of a drop but nothing too crazy uh it's back in number seventh by market cap it's jumped over litecoin but it, Bitcoin SV has fended it off for now. We'll see how long that lasts. Uh, Binance coin up by 4%. Crypto.com up 4%. Chainlink up about 10%. It's hovering wow, it's over 6 bucks. So good for you link bros out there. And then of course VeChain is up 27% on the day. Just under 2 cents. So it's had a little bit of a retracement. I saw it at over 2 cents before I started this. But yeah, Real interesting stuff going on. I'm definitely excited about all the articles we've talked about today. If you've made it this far, you know, please subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, give it a like. Leave me a comment about what you think. Um, keep it positive, you know, or constructive. Don't just tell me I, I, I stink. Like, that doesn't help me. What, what can I do better? Um, <laughs> and then if you're listening on the podcast, you know, feel free to Subscribe. Um, hopefully, be listed on Apple and Google Podcasts here soon. Um, hosted with Anchor FM, and they're just taking forever because everything going on in the world. Not a problem. I'm actually, really happy with them overall. But yeah, that's all I've got. I'll be talking to everyone tomorrow. So everyone, uh, have an awesome afternoon and keep drinking that coffee. <laughs> See you.